And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everyone. Got to get our money's worth in there on that bump shot camera. Welcome. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here. I am the editor at sci-fi for me.com. Sci-fi-for-me.tv, where you find all of our video. And uh, we are happy you're here. If you are watching live, the comments are open over on Facebook, and the chat's open on YouTube. So feel free to share your thoughts as we go through this program. Today, no guest, which gives me a chance to rant about a couple of things. Tomorrow... We will have guests, and we will have tomorrow the creators of Macroverse Media, and uh, let's show here a little bit about that. It is a it is a media group. Met them up at uh, C2E2 in Chicago. Finally got around to uh, connecting and, and making it all happen and get the schedule out. Uh, so we could connect with them, and that's going to be tomorrow. We'll have uh, we'll have those guys on to talk about all of the projects they've got going on. In the meantime, little confirmation about news that we got on Sunday that was then contradicted and then reconfirmed. Actress Tanya Roberts has actually passed away, age sixty-five. Uh, the story is rather confusing uh, a little bit. Uh, turns out that her representatives kind of jumped the gun a little bit, uh, thinking that she was uh, that she was dead when she actually was not yet. But uh, but yeah, we have confirmation now Tanya Roberts has passed away. so our condolences to her family and friends. And uh, a couple of programming notes normally, this being Tuesday, normally we would have uh, Salacious Crumbs, our Star Wars uh, show, on Tuesday night. And and we were promoting it that way, this being our full week back. Uh, but then I realized that I had come very close to boomering an opportunity. And it hit me this morning that... Uh, the new Salacious Crumbs episode that we are going to drop this week is 106. And today is 105. So the opportunity for the marketing side of things and promoting this, this you know, uh, I mean, who could pass up dropping episode 106 on 106 of 2021? So tomorrow we'll have a new Salacious Crumbs with the latest Star Wars news, rumor, and speculation. And then, of course, on Friday, as part of our Star Wars coverage, we have a new edition of The Ranker Pit, and we will have a special guest Shauna Terpsik, who is the costume designer for The Mandalorian, will be joining us for a conversation. And uh, we'll see what kind of questions that she's willing to answer. So that's coming up Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And on also on Friday at uh, this hour, we'll have a new TARDIS sauce. Tim and the gang will be talking about the holiday special of Doctor Who. And that's going to be Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And of course, on the weekend, we've got all the latest headlines on Good Morning Multiverse. And then later on in the day, a brand new Foreign Bodies, Tim and Leslie talking about 
horror from outside the United States. So I believe we're going to South Korea this week. So all of that uh, going on this week. If you are listening to this show as a podcast, or if you're interested even in listening to this show as a podcast, we do have a number of places where that is available. Uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Double Twist, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, uh, all of those places where you can find this show. And of course, it's hosted over at podcast.com, which just got a big revamp. Uh, and before we took the holiday break, I had been asking questions as to whether or not anybody was listening to the audio side of things, was listening to the podcast form of this show and the H2O podcast. And a lot of that stemmed from the fact that when I go over to the, the website where we host our audio files, it wasn't showing that we had any downloads or any listeners. And I thought that was rather odd to see a bunch of goose eggs, a lot of zeros. And, you know, I started to have my doubts. Do we have an audience in the audio side of things or are they all just watching the video? Well, it turns out, we had, uh, uh, they, they revamped their website, podcast.com did, and now uh, we have uh, an interface on our side, the hosting, the hosting dashboard, is much more up-to-date. Uh, it is a, a little bit more modern feeling, I guess. Maybe they decided, hey, it's the 21st century. We need to maybe kind of update this site because it, it had been... A little long in the tooth. So the new design is much easier to use. It, it is uh, is a little bit more uh, useful. And now it's showing our downloads. So we're in double and triple digits for most of our shows, which was very good to see. Uh, so those of you who listen to this show as a podcast, thank you. Uh, we are going to be pushing a little bit more uh, this year for feedback on that side of things in the form of ratings and comments and if you want to leave us a review and let us know what you like let us know what you don't like so we can adjust accordingly because we do take it seriously here what you think we do like to know uh, how much we're getting this right and how much we need to adjust so any feedback is welcome as long as of course is you know respectful and pithy and well-reasoned and smart. I mean, if you're just going to drop a bunch of four-letter words on us and tell us we're garbage, that's not constructive. I mean, you could do that, but it's not going to go very far. Anyway, so there is all of that. So that's all of the podcast stuff. And uh, we dropped this news last night on the H2O podcast. I finally got... Did we talk about this yesterday on this show, Mrs. Boss? These... Did we mention it? We did mention it. So we mentioned it yesterday. You have a microphone now, by the way, uh, if if you so desire to use it. Uh, of course, now that I've got my back turned to you, I don't have any real good way of knowing when you're when you're going to use your microphone. I will have to figure that out. Uh, so we mentioned yesterday our new mugs we're going to have uh, available soon. We've got to figure out the logistics of the store, but we're going to have a right-handed version. It's got the logo on the front and the our planet on the back. And we have a left-handed version, which has got the logo on the front and the planet on the back. So you can tell people that you support your favorite genre news site by drinking coffee from one of our Sci-Fi For Me mugs. Those are going to be available soon. Uh, we've got to figure out the storefront. We've got to figure out fulfillment, logistics, and stuff. But we finally got our design baked in and solid and done. Uh, and I think we're going to make an, a, a larger size mug available as well. So all of that is in the pipeline. There's a lot of things that we are doing here uh, to expand our footprint. We're going to be running some ads in the pages of Alterna Comics. Uh, we're looking at a couple of other places where we're going to run some ads to tell people that we are here. And part of that marketing push, part of that promotions push... Uh, is going to involve you, hopefully, dear viewer, dear listener. We would very much appreciate 
Uh, any chance that you get to share links to our channel, share links to our website, share links to a particular video or a podcast uh, episode that you enjoy, that you appreciate, uh, we would very much like to have a signal boost where uh, it's appropriate, where you feel like other people would enjoy what we do here. So we're going to be pushing a little bit more for that. It's very difficult for me. It's a challenge for me to sit there and say, please tell other people about us. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one for a lot of heavy-handed self-promotion. So it's a little bit of a challenge for me to sit there and say, hey, give us a rating, give us a share, give us a thumbs up, like us, please like us. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not very much in my nature. So I'm having to kind of get outside my comfort zone a little bit and say, please like us, please. <clears throat> and the other part of that is it's, it's difficult for me to ask for money. And, and we do have a Subscribestar account set up, subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me. I need to do some adjusting on this and update it because I haven't, I haven't paid very much attention to this. I have neglected it. But this year, we're going to do a big push for this as well as our PayPal tip jar because those two are very, they're open, they're active, uh, but we haven't used them that much. Those two, those two things are available. The links are in the show notes. And uh, we also have a newsletter that we would like you to sign up for. We're going to try to use that a little bit more frequently, a little bit more um, consistently to try to get some of the news out. Because coming up in March, we're, we're, we're going to be building up to this, excuse me, we're going to be building up to this throughout this next couple of months. We are going to launch in March, probably on our 12th anniversary, March 23rd. We're going to launch an Indiegogo campaign to raise money for a print edition of the Sci-Fi for Me as a magazine. And we have been, uh, we have been talking about this for a while. I, we talked about it last night a little bit on the H2O podcast. I mentioned I had a prototype, and it took me forever to find it, and it was sitting right here on the desk. But this is the prototype that we put together a long time ago. And it is this, this particular iteration of it. Uh, for those of you who are, who are listening at home, this is 8.5 by 11 folded in half. So it's a, it's a small booklet form. I don't think it's going to be that size uh, when we do the print edition uh, this year. This is something that we've been talking about all the way back from 2017, 2018. To go back to the fanzine, uh, the old-fashioned way, the you know, print it in and run your photocopies and staple it and mail it to your friends type of thing. The the stuff that ran on your mimeograph with your with your purple ink, stuff from the 30s and 40s and the 50s and 60s. And, and that's where fandom connected uh, very early on. And, of course, that evolved into uh, magazines like Starlog and Fangoria and Comic Scene and Film Facts and Gore Zone and that sort of thing. So we're going to try, because I've been seeing a lot of uh, Indiegogo and Kickstarter crowdfunding projects for comic books... And some uh, novels and anthologies, short stories and that sort of thing. But I haven't really seen very much in the way of campaigns for the news media side of things. So I have no way of knowing whether or not it's going to go well. But we are definitely going to be talking about it a lot. We're going to be talking it up. I'm going to be mentioning it several times. And uh, one of the things that we're going to ask people if they're interested, of course, is to sign up for our newsletter. And then also when we get get closer to March, uh, signing up for the uh, for the, uh, the the list that goes out as part of the Indiegogo campaign. So there will be opportunities there. And if you're interested in any of our other shows, you can see in our new our new little uh, 
scroll bar down here besides the information on subscribing and liking and that kind of thing and our email address live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com you can also see down there we've added our show schedule so you can see all of the shows and when they run the current schedule anyway that is subject to change like tonight where we're going to have salacious crumbs tomorrow 106 on 106 so, okay, so all of that housekeeping stuff is done. I want to get into our topic. Mr. Bean is the latest to come out and speak up against cancel culture. Mr. Rowan Atkinson, this is an article in Variety from today. Mr. Bean, actor Rowan Atkinson, weighs in on cancel culture, teases new film. This is by Naman Ramachandran. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. In uh, Variety, and reading from the article, Rowan Atkinson, the British actor known the world over for his Mr. Bean character, has delivered a broadside against the so-called online cancel culture. Now, a couple of things here to note. Besides Mr. Bean, yes, he's been known for Mr. Bean. He's also Johnny English. He's also Blackadder, which gives him a sort of genre connection. And I do believe he's also been part of a Doctor Who parody project at one point. But this first sentence here delivered a broadside against the so-called online cancel culture. Now, some people, when they say so-called... It usually implies that they don't believe that it exists. It does exist. I have witnessed countless examples of same, and people have been the victim of this. So to say that it is a so-called online cancel culture uh, sort of speaks to the person writing the article. That is not an objective turn of phrase, I don't think. But, of course, that's just my opinion. And this is an opinion show. From the article, continuing, During an extensive interview with UK outlet Radio Times, Atkinson said, quote, The problem we have online is that an algorithm decides what we want to see, which ends up creating a simplistic binary view of society. It becomes a case of either you're with us or against us, and if you're against us, you deserve to be canceled. It's important that we're exposed to a wide spectrum of opinion, but what we have now is the digital equivalent of the medieval mob roaming the streets looking for someone to burn. So it is scary for anyone who's a victim of that mob, and it fills me with fear about the future. Now, it's good to see more and more people who are well-known speaking out against the cancel cult. I think it is a valuable, uh, a valuable thing uh, for this kind of thing to be going on because the more people that speak out against cancel cult behavior, uh, the more I think we'll be able to turn it around just a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you look at what's been going on with Gina Carano, for example. Uh, she's been uh, the target of a lot of criticism and controversial statements because of some of the things that she's posted online, social media. And it's, it's one of those things where, uh, from the standpoint of your public-facing persona, what kind of risks are you willing to take and what kind of compromises are you willing to make in order to maintain whatever comfort zone, whatever status that you have? And I, it's good to see that a number of people are starting to speak out and say, you know what, that doesn't matter because this whole us versus them thing that social media has perpetuated and augmented is bad for our society, not just here in the United States, but all over the world, because this cancel cult mentality is harmful. 
it is it is dangerous to civilized society. I think I think I think uh, Atkinson's uh, characterization of it being the medieval mob, I think, is very much uh, a good a good way to describe it. You know, your pitchforks and torches, and let's go burn the monster. Uh, that we don't understand or we don't like or we don't agree with. And the algorithms for uh, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all of those other things have added to that, have perpetuated that, have have made that worse. We, you know, we talk about the, the radicalization of things. And this is, to me... Uh, a bigger thing for from a cultural standpoint there is you know the the aspects of it that uh, that connect to science fiction and horror but in the broader sense of things it is an overall cultural problem that we face and it is something that needs to be addressed needs to be pushed back on it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be, you know, we need to draw the line in the sand and say, you know, it ends here. This far, no further, to quote a certain particular starship captain. It is, it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you allow yourself to be bowed by the cancel cult, you will eventually be broken by the cancel cult. If you give in in any way, shape, or form, you will be uh, the next target, blood in the water, as it were. Uh, and we, we've had conversations here about uh, just how much the cancel culture exists, how much impact it would have on us, as a site, we generally we generally stay you know pretty much neutral and objective as much as we can with regard to the news that we present. Here's the news. Here's the information. Just the facts, ma'am. I mean, we do very much try to be as much Joe Friday as we can. We have opinions about things, and we will tell you there are opinions. But we're not going to gatekeep. We're not going to sit there and use that as a litmus test and say, well, you can only be in our audience if you agree with us. We don't do that. And a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're seeing online are people that are doing that. I mean, we talked about this yesterday, Pablo Hidalgo over at Lucasfilm, making fun of fans who have emotional reactions to the original classic Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of The Mandalorian. And this kind of behavior is pervasive throughout all of social media. You have a number of <clears throat> crazy potato people deciding that they want to be the, the tastemakers and the gatekeepers for, for all of society. You know, this is 1984. This is Animal Farm. And it's good to see the pushback. It's good to see that people are sitting there saying, enough is enough. Enough. Another example of this. This came out earlier last week. Now, there's we we don't do a whole lot of coverage of video games here, mainly because it's a staffing thing, but also because there are plenty of other websites that do it more extensively, more thoroughly. That they're more informed about it. I haven't picked up a video game since Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I am so far behind in terms of games that it's not our our purview and i'm fine with that we you know we, i don't want to spread us too thin but we also don't have the manpower to effectively and efficiently and thoroughly cover video games but on occasion it will come up uh that uh, that there's something that happens in the news and and it is worthy of attention so i want to i want to do this there is a a company of of a video game developer company, Top Hat Studios. And they've got a game called Sense. It is a, it's a cyberpunk ghost story, they call it. Now, this game has been out for a few months. 
But it popped up in the radar because it's now apparently available on the Nintendo Switch. And for whatever reason, uh, it has drawn the fire, it has drawn the ire and the criticism of the 12 crazy potatoes on Twitter... Uh, who think that this this game needs to be censored. Now, I'm, I'm peripherally aware of this. I have not played this game. I'm not aware. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like I said, I'm not a gamer. But these are uh, some of the screenshots from this. It's a dystopian cyberpunk type of uh, thing. But this is uh, the, the lead character, May. And... In, in here, they're talking about the professional complainers routinely harass the mangaka because of the over-the-top fan service and impossible proportions. This is actually in the game, I guess. I'm, I'm assuming because it's right here. Um, because now you're talking about the criticisms that are being leveled against this game because of mainly how the lead character looks. And as you can see here, uh, she is, you know, you've got a female lead character and she's fairly well endowed, shall we say, curvy. And for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is just uh, jealousy, insecurity, uh, ideology, politics, opportunity, whatever... Uh, there are criticisms being leveled at this game because of the design of the character. I've, I have seen some of it. I've seen people documenting it, saying that this actually is a real thing. Uh, this is not apparently a marketing ploy from Top Hat Studios. Uh, although they're probably using it uh, to their advantage, they put out a statement last week and I want to read this, quoting from this statement regarding censorship demands of Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story. With the recent news of Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story coming to Nintendo Switch, we are aware of a large amount of messages and demands aimed toward the game's console platform release based on lies, claims that it is explicitly pornographic or somehow encourages violence or most ridiculously somehow breaks the law, Furthermore, voices have attempted to advocate making sale of the game untenable through demanding harsh censorship aimed toward the developer's arty style with threats to review bomb the game and or harass its distributors. In addition, we have received death threats from those who feel threatened by what essentially boils down to an aesthetic decision of how pixels are arranged on a screen. While disappointed at these behaviors, we are certainly not surprised. And it does really speak to uh, the idea here that you've got people who choose to be offended over things that are not real. Characters that are fictitious, behaviors that are portrayed in a, in a work of fiction, um, and it is selective triggering because there are some situations that are presented in stories that if you swapped out the genders or if you flipped, uh, flipped racial stereotypes within the characters of the, of the story, it would be telling a completely different story and your complaints would be invalid and your arguments would be rather hypocritical. And... We see this a lot with uh, what's what's being called the woke culture and not necessarily liberals or those on the left, but the progressives, the people who decide that identity politics should trump everything else. And, you know, the body positivity, the the third wave feminist organizations, all of all of those groups. Identity becomes the thing. And, uh, you know, we're even seeing it now. I've, I've, been, I've been seeing a few screenshots uh, for the various different women's magazines are now coming under fire because 
the health magazines are fat shaming because they they have articles in them about losing weight and exercise and muscle tone and feeling better about yourself by being healthier and now that's fat shaming you know you have uh you have cosmopolitan magazine putting uh obese women on the cover and saying this is healthy no it's not diabetes, heart disease, osteoporosis. There are all sorts of different, and not just for women. There are all sorts of diseases that are caused or exacerbated by being overweight. Being overweight is not healthy. But you have all of this now, these people who are namby-pamby, feel-good, uh, wannabe keyboard warriors who decide that they, want, they, they know what's best. And it goes into the video games, it goes into the comic books, it goes into our entertainment, it goes into our politics, it's, it's, it's infesting our, our, our religion, our faith. It's, it's everywhere. But where we come into this, uh, where it intersects our, uh, our sandbox uh, in the gaming community, in the comics community, this is something that, that, ha that needs to be addressed. It's something that has to be, there has to be pushback. We need more Gina Caranos. We need more... Uh, 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 Top Hat Studios making these statements. Uh, hello, Ryan, in the chat. Call me Bean Uncle, he says. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I, I saw that, and I was like, what in the world is this? Bean, Bean Uncle Bean thing. The, 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 the can of beans, the can opener thing, that's been going around, and apparently he's, he's this terrible, toxic abusive person for for forcing the kid to figure out the mechanics of a of a of a manual can opener what a ridiculous bit of pearl clutching that is as a father i can say there are times when you don't do it for your kid. You give them opportunity to figure it out. Because there is going to be a time where the kid is out there on his own and is going to have to figure it out and is not going to have the people around saying, here's how you do it. We spend so much time on critical theory and we're not spending any time teaching critical thinking. And it's causing an entire generation to be emotionally and mentally distressed to the point where everything is a problem. And I think that's a, a lot of what fuels the cancel culture these people who see things that make them feel whatever stress and how dare they make me feel this way. It's victimology 101 here. It's, it's, it's a victim attitude. How dare you make me feel bad? Continuing from the statement here from Top Hat, quote, Let us be clear on this. We will not censor the game because of self-centered crowds who care solely about grandstanding. We categorically and absolutely refuse to restrict creative expression. Creators should be allowed freedom to express themselves, particularly when it is an expression of the subcultures they have been immersed in. As a cyberpunk game... Sense uses imagery and themes relating to a future of hyper-commercialized, over-commodified imagery as part of its cyberpunk theme and inspiration. This is reflected in all character designs. With that said, we expect that this is lost on those attacking the developer for being harmful and somehow inflicting violence and pain. 
Those who believe words or images inflict violence should perhaps stop spurting their own hateful false rhetoric and also cease condoning death threats to those they disagree with. We reject any and all of the aforementioned brazen characterizations of the game and would like to reiterate our principles against tampering with creators' expressions. We would also like to reiterate this game is rated ESRB M. 17 plus PG 18. This is not an AO game. Not sure what that is. Nor have any laws been broken as some social media commenters have ridiculously claimed out of their biases. Remember, law Twitter doesn't know jack. The game's rating reflects the target audience, and yet this fact is lost on those who have been led by a will to blindly crusade against their false perceptions. Once again, since a cyberpunk ghost story is rated ESRBM, uh, mature, it's a mature rating, the game will release as planned and without censorship on the 7th of January 2021 for Nintendo Switch. It can be pre-ordered, and preloaded now at the Nintendo eShop, the game has passed QA on other platforms and release dates are being decided. The game will not be censored. We categorically refuse. And that is how you address the cancel culture, if you address it at all. Now, I want to remind people, back in the 80s, when Dungeons and Dragons was a thing. And relig religious organizations expressed concern about D&D &D being the devil's work. And let me also remind you of those people who decided that a sculpture of Christ on a cross inside a jar of urine was a bad thing. The pushback on that was, well, it's art. Well, it's, it's not going to do anything. It's not bad. How dare you try to censor? These are the same people who are trying to pull this crap now. The people who defended a crucifix in a jar of urine are now saying that these characters' boobs are too big and it should be censored. The same people who said, well, you, you Christians are trying to censor D&D &D and you don't even know anything. Those people who defended D&D &D back in the 80s are the same people that are now trying to say that Gina Carano should be canceled because she's asking questions about whether or not a mask is effective. Go back and look. Don't take my word for it. It's the same mentality. It's the same people. They call themselves progressive. But this is not progress to sit there and say, you must conform to a particular mode of thought. That's 1984. And the same group of people will sit there and say, well, these rules apply to you, but not to me. Some animals, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. That's Animal Farm. Those books were warnings. And we are now on the cusp, ladies and gentlemen. And it is well past time to decide enough is enough. Ryan in the chat, such a strange flip-flop or moral outrage from the right over to the left. Absolutely. At least when the, when, the, when the moral majority, when the Christian right was sitting there asking questions and calling, calling for um, not necessarily censorship, but saying these things are a bad thing, they at least had religious basis for their criticisms of this stuff. The progressives now don't have 
that kind of moral foundation for their objections to things like curvy women in video games. They just want to get rid of it because it makes them feel bad. Body positivity started because it was important for folks with scars, with injuries, amputations, uh, uh, maybe they'd lost, you know, maybe they'd had, had uh, surgery because they had breast cancer. Body, the body positivity movement came out of that, making you feel okay about the fact that you had some sort of uh, scar or injury. That's not what it is now. And if you dare to question the motivations behind this now, this movement now, you are automatically labeled as toxic and evil and alt-right and a Nazi. I don't know how many times I've seen people get called Nazis who are in the left. People who are liberals being called Nazis because they question some of this stuff. And I know there's not a strong justification for me to spend an hour talking about this because uh, how does this have anything to do with science fiction and horror? This is, this is where the dystopian future stories get started, folks. This is how it begins. And this is not fiction. These are real people hiding behind their internet avatars trying to dictate the mores of society. What's acceptable and what's not acceptable. This is how you get to the Hunger Games. This is how you get to Mortal Engines. This is how you get to 1984. Fahrenheit 451, we already, this past year, 2020, we had people calling for book burnings. That was a real thing. And it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. The so-called moral objections to some of this stuff are not driven by any sense of morality. It's driven by a, a, a sense of entitlement, a sense of... What's the word that I should use here? I have to be very careful. Well, I've been ranting for an hour. Careful is we're past careful. But I think that one of the things that we need to remember is that when you see people calling for diversity, when you see people calling for representation, and we see this now with you know, in comics, hey, we're looking for new writers, we're looking for new creators, but don't be white when you apply. When we're seeing, uh, hey, give us, give us links to your books, tell us about your projects, uh, but if you're white, don't bother. That's just as much racism as it is, hey, if you're black, I don't care about your project. Same kind of thing. Just in reverse. But it's okay. But see, that kind of thing is what's going on now in the comics industry. It's going on in science fiction literature. It's going on everywhere. It's not just one aspect of our society. It's all over. 
the place. My particular concern and my particular focus, of course, is on the genre aspects of it, yes, because that's what we cover here. But it's everywhere. It's in all facets of society now. You can't get away from it. So since we can't get away from it, we have to push back against it. We have to say enough is enough. Left or right, red or blue, conservative, liberal, I don't care. This kind of thing is harmful to a society. It is harmful to a civilization. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it didn't take that long to destroy it. And it was destroyed from within. And as a society, the United States is on that path. And it may be too late for us. I'm hoping and praying that it's not. But we'll see. I'm hopeful that 2021 is better than 2020. I'm hopeful, but I'm not optimistic. There is a difference. There's a difference. Optimism says, yeah, it's going to be better. Hopeful is just, oh God, I hope it's better. I pray that it's better. And as a matter of faith, I have to trust in my Creator that things will get better. And if they don't get better, there's got to be a reason for it. There's a lesson to be learned in every experience that you have. And this kind of thing with the cancel cults is the same kind of thing. We learn from it. We pick ourselves up afterwards. We keep going forward. It's like Rocky says. It's not about getting hit. It's about getting back up after your hit. I'm paraphrasing. You're going to get hit. And there are going to be people who are going to decide that you're a target because of things you believe. Stand your ground. Push back against these people who are saying you should not exist because of what you believe. It's time to get this kind of mentality out of our entertainment, our comics, our video games, our culture. It's fine to disagree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everybody's got to conform and feel, you know, and think the same way. That's that's just as dangerous and destructive. Conformity is is complacency. But we have to be able to have the discussions when we disagree on things. We have to be able to have that diversity of thought. It's the only way that we learn. It's the only way that we improve our society. It's the only way we improve our, our culture. It's the only way that we improve all of the ways that we entertain ourselves or govern ourselves. You have to be willing to listen to people that don't agree with you. And that's true whether you're on the left or the right. We see it now in, you know, some different fan organizations and fan movements, the Fandom Menace, Comicsgate, Gamergate, you know, goes all the way back. You know, eventually they start arguing amongst themselves. Well, that's not productive either. You know, we always say the left turns on themselves. They left, you know, the left turns on each other. Well, the right does it too sometimes. It's not constructive. It's not productive. It doesn't lead to anything beneficial. But we need more people like Rowan Atkinson. 
We need more companies like Top Hat Studios saying enough is enough. I can only imagine what George Carlin would be doing right now. So that, as they say, is that. All right, so tomorrow on the program, we will have the creators of Macroverse Media on to talk about their various projects. In the meantime, we do invite you to subscribe if you haven't already and stay subscribed. You know, if we haven't pushed you off and uh, offended you with our sensibilities here, make sure you've got your notifications turned on. And of course, if you are uh, watching after we're live, if you if you are not here live, uh, we do invite you to leave your comments as well. Uh, you can do that either in the comment section or through email uh, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. That email address is also good if you want to suggest guests or topics uh, for us to discuss, people for uh, for us to have conversations with. We've got plenty of that coming up. Uh, next week, we're going to have Ben Robinson from Eagle Moss in here. Uh, Sci-Fi Snob will be here on Tuesday, and then uh, we've got some other stuff lined up, and we're waiting to hear back from some others. So we're going to line up a number of guests here. We're looking forward to that. Of course, uh, we will, as soon as the mugs are available, we have a process for how to order and get those. We will get that information to you as well. So in the meantime, we do invite you to connect with us on all the social media. And we are on all of the social media. Uh, it is uh, various different places, but we're on everywhere that you can possibly think of. BitChute and, and Library for Video, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vero and Pinterest, both for cosplay. And the alternate social media, Gab, Minds, Me, Wayne Parlor. You can find us uh, all of those places. Just look for Sci-Fi for Me and there we will be. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, amen is not a gendered word. Back tomorrow with Macroverse Media tomorrow night with Salacious Crumbs. Thanks for being here, everyone. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.